<laughs> hey, Chad. Welcome to the Coast City Comics Club podcast. Oh my goodness. Ooh, how fancy. I'm doing the intro. I've I've never been introduced to, to the podcast Well, before. we're coming at great. you live. Oh, really? From downtown Portland, Maine. Oh, good. <laughs> right before tourist season kicks off. Oh, Frank FM, you are killing it today. <laughs> Um, you listen live on W100.9, <laughs> WFrank FM. We got Steely Dan coming up next. You don't have to have Steely Dan. It's well, we do. Uh, if yeah. this was CLZ, we'd be playing uh, Steely Dan. Elvis Costello oh. next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put oh. up a parking lot. That's a different person I know, but they always play that song too. Mm, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? Uh, it, you know... I, Again, I know that I'm being redundant when I say that I'm exhausted from a long day of work on a Saturday. Yeah. But holy shit. It's a long day. This was mental. We did like double the business we've done almost any other Saturday this year. Really? So it was financially wonderful, but holy shit. That makes sense because it's a double Saturday weekend hey, on Frank a, FM. No, yeah, you know <laughs> two Steely Dan's yeah, coming at you. It's a rock block of Steely Dan. <laughs> rock and black. Yeah, a chalk block a rock talk coming at you. Holy shit, man! So much though, mm-hmm. so much, so much business, so much business, so many people. It was too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's nerve wracking. I'm not ready to go back to normal. Are Are you doing? Are you still doing masks inside? Oh fuck yeah! Okay. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't know what anyone's doing. No one knows. I go into places right now, and it's confusing. Well, we have a giant sign as you walk in the door that says... I know says, not everybody does, though. I got this mask thing, and don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the honor system for that is insane. Oh. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. I couldn't believe that when they announced that. It's, yeah. They're like, hey, 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 do it if you don't got it. And it's like... Yeah, people are going to do that. We're just, we're just going to trust that people who aren't getting vaccinated are going to be honest with us about all of this. Boy, that is not great. That'd be like, well, you can take a higher deduction, but you got to promise that you meet the criteria on your taxes. Everyone would yeah. be like, I do. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. This is not. Yeah, it's not great. But um, I mean, I don't know. As soon as the numbers, if the numbers keep going down, you know. I mean, the good news is that the vaccination rate is actually very high here. It is very high here, but I mean, the people who are coming here are not from here, so. Well, we're also, I think, uh, New Hampshire and Connecticut are also in the top five. That's true, but all these people are from California and Florida and Texas and places, you know. Well, I mean, set them on fire the second they come to the store. That's what I, that's what I usually do. I say, <laughs> hey, your you money. want the numbers to go down, you got to set these people on fire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing. Uh, yeah, there's there's just no way to tell what's going on. And Michelle almost. <laughs> Michelle was like, "Oh yeah, we could probably do something like uh, if you want to not wear a mask, you can just show your vaccination card at the door." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's a, that's no thanks. You don't want to deal with that. Maybe if they'd actually made vaccination cards that were something you could carry in your wallet, but it's a <laughs> it's a postcard. It's a postcard. It's a it's bigger than a postcard. Yeah. It's not, that's insane. You know, nobody's going to do that. If you fold it four times and stick it in your pocket, you're going to wash it eventually. And nobody's well, that was the, have that was the next big, uh, craft item was instead of homemade masks, it was the homemade vaccination card carrier. So that when you were walking around, you could show you off your vaccination card. <laughs> that's not bad actually. Because you're not supposed to laminate them. I found this out. I've heard this. I don't understand why. Uh, in case of a potential booster shot. Oh, for sure. That piece of paper 
is going to be relied upon for another year? Uh, if well, basically, in the event, like you know, like when they had the blood clot thing. Yes. Where like not many people had it, but they had it, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, "Holy shit, we gotta look into this real quick." Yeah. And then they were just like, "Never mind, it's not a big deal." Yes. I think of I don't know. It's like a it's like a software update. <laughs> you know, like if Johnson and Johnson was all of a sudden sure. being like, "Oh, but <laughs> this you need one more little one after this." Th- this cannot be what we use to like. Imagine if your driver's license was a piece of paper that you needed to fold and <laughs> fold like four times. Oh, I know. It's crazy. No, it is crazy. This will not and last from not, people well, carrying it around. I mean, in theory, it won't. You know, because I mean, eventually the vaccination numbers will be up high enough, and we won't have to worry about it. Wow, I hope that's true. I would like to think it's true. <laughs> I, no, I'm, keep in mind, I'm personally at the camp. I've been telling people for a long time that I think you're going to be getting a COVID shot every single year for the rest of your life. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. You know, because and I think that's just where we landed. I think we landed there because yeah. people fucked up. I think. You know, we wound up in this position where, like, people aren't, people weren't doing what they were supposed to do, and so many people didn't do what they were supposed to do, and so many mutations happened, that now we're at the point where it's an endemic, and it's no longer going to be, it's going to be the new common cold, and we're just going to see it every fucking year come back in different ways. It's the new flu. It's the new flu. Yeah. It's also a flu, but it's also the new flu. Well, it is a new flu because we haven't had SARS-type COVIDs yeah. floating around in the U.S. that we know of. You know, so fuck. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. Good okay, thing no. I'm. Good thing I'm old as shit and I'm going to die soon. Hey, hey. Speaking of which, I'm going to take some ibuprofen now because <laughs> every bone in my body hurts. Yeah, this Good. podcast has done a real number on you. <laughs> ah, delightful. Enjoy that. That mm. that is the sound of refreshing ibuprofen. I got it right in my headphones, and I was like, mm. "God damn, damn!" God this is brought damn. to you by Generic Ibuprofen. Generic Ibuprofen. When you can't afford real ibuprofen, use Generic Ibuprofen. All right. Now that the ads are done, back to another <laughs> two-hour rock block cock talk muck talk on Frank <laughs> FM. It's all Steely Dan again. I hope you like Steely Dan. <laughs> and since we're in Maine, ACDC. I'm sorry, Steely Dan's stuck in the tape player. <laughs> uh, I'd get him out, but I don't, 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 don't know how. <laughs> uh, speaking of that. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, you know those things like when you check out at Staples or whatever, and they're like, "We're gonna give you three months of serious or whatever other thing," and like, we're yeah. giving you some sort of thing for free in big air quotes that you're gonna get stuck with and it's gonna ruin your life. Okay. Um, because I'm a sucker. This one time, I was like, you know what? I remember thinking that like Howard Stern interviews were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to listen to some of the old Howard Stern interviews. Okay. And so I was like, screw it. I'm going to sign up for Sirius and I'm going to actually listen to this stuff. And they are good. The, the The interviews are great. What I love about the the Sirius thing is that you can actually kind of like just listen to the interview. Mm-hmm. They cut out the rest of the show. But I went back and started listening to like Howard Stern and I had forgotten. I mean, I guess I wasn't paying attention because it was like people on my work sites or whatever listening to it. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten that it was a morning zoo show. Yeah. Like, I thought it was something different. I thought that it had, like, morphed into something bigger or whatever. But it's like, he does that that shit where it's like, you know, and I hear that she's having problems on the toilet, toilet, flush noise. Baba booey, baba booey. Fuck. Yeah. 
it's so awful. I was like, oh, ah, oh, oh no, oh yeah. no, not that shit. But that was radio. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it's still going. This this is happening last week. Oh yeah, but I mean, on satellite. Yeah, he's not on terrestrial radio. <sighs> I'm afraid of terrestrial radio. <laughs> yeah, I only want extraterrestrial radio. Thank you. I don't think I want to be paying fifteen dollars a month for Sirius later on, though. I mm. think is the I think is the lesson I've learned here. You know, it's a shame because I actually really, really enjoy radio. But goddamn, do they make it hard? Yeah, they do. I, they, and they I do. know it's not their fault, and I know it is because giant companies bought radio stations and then said, "We don't trust any of you DJs to choose what's good, or have any type of yeah. opinion on what gets played whatsoever." And we're just gonna load it into this computer, and you play it, and shut the fuck up, and we don't pay you any money. It's so and- embarrassing. It's so <laughs> yeah. sad to see it happening. Like when we'd go into uh, radio station retracted and uh, do <laughs> do things with uh, covered in bees and uh, and like talk it's like oh i thought we were like doing this like for real yeah there there is a show on redacted that uh (laughs) that does have uh (laughs) that does do it live or did at the time i don't think there is anymore but back a million years ago Mm -hmm. uh but man everything else was just like people in a studio being like and the next song is pearl jam and the next song is this and the next song is this oh that was a great song by this person oh i really enjoyed that song fuck like just like okay cut 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 and it's just like them doing little drops it's a bummer i think there are some i think there's like a couple that are still live that would be nice i feel like i feel like clz is one that would make sense they're hippy dippy that would make sense i i will give them credit they do seem to try and I, I do appreciate that about CLC. It's true, yeah. They don't play everything that I like. Every once in a while, they'll play, like, every fifth song, I'll just be like, oh, okay. You know, but for the most part, I, I do appreciate that their DJs and everyone who works there seems to be actually at the radio station. <laughs> I don't know about right now. They might be doing it for oh, their I'm, house. Oh, I'm, like I'm sure, I'm sure. I, it's like, oh, you seem like real people actually doing a radio station job, which sounds kind of cool still, but... Yeah. I know, it's just dead. It's dead in the water. I mean... In their defense, what, 15 years ago, they had, like, Eggbot on CLZ for two hours. <laughs> like, we were on, we were, like, being interviewed. They were playing songs and, like, cutting back and forth. And we were, like, we were in the studio for literally two hours. Wow. That was weird. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, and that's, like, literally the weirdest band that Portland had to offer at the time, pretty much. was yeah. like. Here, this is the freakiest freak show that Portland can provide for you. But that was back when people valued that type of thing. That's true. I think it might have even still been the 90s. Yeah. God. Back before Napster ruined everything, Metallica was right. Metallica was right. God damn it. No one wants to say it, but I'll say it. Lars was right. Oh, gross. Even though I totally abused it. <laughs> even though I was like, up yours, Metallica. I'll get whatever I want. Do you remember all of those? I helped destroy everything. I'm sorry. Do you remember those Metallica tracks? that they released for Napster. No. Metallica released a whole bunch of, of like specific tracks for, for Napster where it would just be like, jun, 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 jun. Hey, you dumb fuck. Ah, you're so <laughs> fucking stupid. Ah, look at this dumb asshole. He downloaded this song and he doesn't even know that it's not really the fucking song. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Eh, you know, there you go. I can see. Yeah. I can see why you would want to do something like that. Yeah. No, I get it now. <laughs> I do now. I don't know. It's weird too because I, I mean, I guess it's it, 
if you're going to blame Napster for for Spotify and Apple Music and all that shit, I I think it was a precursor. I mean, I don't think you I think it is definitely a stepping stone. I don't think you could get to this point of streaming music without the free music paranoia where everyone was like, "Oh no, we're completely useless now." I think Napster succeeded in devaluing music. Mm, that is true. I will say that. I think MP3s and eventually Spotify would have came eventually. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, because I think the technology would have just led us there. But I think the idea that you're just like, music shouldn't be worth anything. I think definitely came from the idea when someone was just like, yeah, I just downloaded every CD on planet Earth in a day. What the fuck do I need to pay for it for? Yeah, you yeah, know? it is. That is that is awful. You a-holes have been holding out on me. And then you realize that like, oh, bands weren't making any money anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, oh. And I'm not saying it couldn't have been better. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. But it definitely went from they were making a lot of money. Yep. To now like, oh, now we don't have any money and we're giving it away for free. And like all these like bands now are just like, for fuck's sake, please buy our t-shirts. It's the other <laughs> thing we make money off of. I've heard that we're making more money on Spotify now. Who? I don't know. Covered in bees. Really? I've heard that like something changed and like something in the algorithm changed and we're getting more money. The algorithm? The al- <laughs> By the way, everybody out there, click on the Covered in Bees Spotify station and listen to Covered in Bees all day long and just leave it running. <laughs> <laughs> we need those 35 senses. <laughs> oh, God, we need them. <laughs> 35 cents for a million spins. <laughs> Please give us a million spins. I need that 35 cents. <laughs> Um, it's a figurative spin. It's not. Don't really spin your phone. Just do it. Fucking spin it. <laughs> Load covered bees up on your phone. Spin it right. Spin right. it on your finger. Man, yeah. It's, I. I think we're gonna be able to play again. Oh really? It's really weird. This is a hot scoop. I don't know. I mean, okay. I haven't talked to anybody yet. We haven't actually discussed this yet. Mm-hmm. I talked to Ed. And I was like, hey, we should do this thing. He was like, yeah, we should. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Do you think everybody would be into that yet, though? I think so. I think it's probably, like, well, I think we're about a month out before we're going to be able to actually play again. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we can finish the goddamn record that we started and all that. That would be really nice. Now you guys will be able to get in a room. Yeah, yeah. Except that we, you know, let our studio space go. We were like, fuck this. I'm not paying for a year. And so we... We reneged on our, our, well, we didn't have a lease. We were month to month. We said, hey, take it. And they said, sure. There's a bunch of dum-dums in the music business that want to, you know, expose themselves to COVID. <laughs> They'll sit in rooms together. They don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. And they're all dead now. And all those people are dead now. So 100% fatality uh, rate. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the health of the people in the music industry, I'm sure I'm sure it was 100% The amount fatality. of busboys that showed up in there trying to play work. I haven't uh, slept in three days. They work not 12-hour shifts, and they're like, yeah, I guess I'll go drum for a while in a room full of people who are completely sick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I do uh, I do want to play, though. God well, damn that'll it. be good. It will be really exciting. That'll it's going to be really fun. Um, yeah, so that's one thing to look forward to for me. That's good. I, got, I, I received my first email about possibly having to go back ah, to the office. Fuck. And then I, it, it's an encouraged. <laughs> and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> was my response. And I, I had a, I had a, a one-on-one with one of my supervisors. And I said, hey, for the record, I don't want to <laughs> like that. And they went, yeah, you and everybody else <laughs> was their response. Because I think the whole world all of a sudden realized that they didn't have to like 
go into traffic and like yeah do the do the theater of the office basically yeah. you know dressing up trying to be on airs constantly trying to look right. as professional as possible where you can just do a job yeah you're doing the exact same job except they're not paying rent for the space that you occupy they're, they're not getting paying rent they're not paying as much electricity i'm paying the electricity i'm paying for my own internet it's you know like, yeah it's crazy it's like yeah why would they do this why would they why would they ever want you back I don't know. I'm not every, pleasant to be around. Every <laughs> no, I know you're not. I'm every place. Oh God! <laughs> every place I've heard has been like, oh yeah, well we saved a bunch of money on on power. We saved a bunch of money on you know all this other stuff. We can we consolidated all this space. We didn't even need this other building, so we just shut off the heat. Blah blah blah. You yeah. know, like and everybody worked better. Like, it seems like everyone got more stuff accomplished. I don't know if I've worked necessarily better. Really? Well, I've also had one of my kids home the entire time. Mm. So that's been, like, a big distraction. But now that everything's getting better, mm-hmm. um, and they're both actually starting school. Yep. Because my youngest is going into kindergarten, finally. Um, I know. And so the idea that everybody leaves the house in the morning... And I'm there by myself is like intoxicating <laughs> like, as a parent. I'm sure there's other parents who are listening to this right now going, oh, yeah, daddy, you know, just like, like oh, like I'm going to play music real loud. You know, like I'm going to do my work. You're like Tom, like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. You're all the time, always sliding into other rooms. You're listening to my least favorite song in the world. <laughs> And uh, and sliding across the floor. Take those old records off the shelf. Fuck. Don't. Do, 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 do. When did I have this conversation that this was... Did I have this on another podcast that this was my least favorite song? I think so. Okay. I don't know what it was, but... A lot of people actually hate that song, so don't... They should, yeah. because it's terrible. <laughs> it, is, it is literally my least favorite song, and I, I don't understand why he was allowed to release that song. <laughs> into the world it seems like a career ender like, to me that old time and i think or? it was it's like i think basically like him like making a grandpa rant where he's like eh, music in my day was better mm-hmm. it's like and everyone went okay you're too fucking old to be in music cool we're moving on to somebody else no <laughs> yep sorry and they put him in a home and that was it yep he and the silver bullet band were both retired to a home the silver bullet band jesus christ could you be any more a grandfather Ugh. it's funny we had the, i had this talk with my wife not too long ago because we talked about the boss springsteen and she's just like you don't like the boss and i was just like <laughs> please don't like, call him the boss i'm gonna call him the boss he's not the cake boss he's just the boss <laughs> And You're not the cake boss of me. <laughs> uh, all right, Springsteen, <laughs> the boss. Um, uh, no, I'm not a fan of a lot of Springsteen, and I'll tell you which ones I don't like in particular. Okay. Uh, any Springsteen song that has a sax solo. <laughs> so everything after Nebraska. Yeah. Well, actually, that that's probably me too. Yeah, I can't stand it. I yeah. can't stand it. No. And I was like, if you want to look dated and old have a sax solo in your song because it sounds <laughs> yeah. awful oh, and yeah. I don't know what it was at the time where everyone was just like oh you gotta have a sax instrument you know and it's like no no I don't, don't think <laughs> it's awful it's funny because I don't feel like people thought that 
Like, I don't think there was ever a time... It was the rap breakdown. It, the rap breakdown of is the sax solo of you my generation. The, you know the rap breakdown never left. That's That's survived three generations. I know, and it's upsetting. It's insanity. Yeah. Like, there are... I have heard songs that have come out, like top 40 songs in the last year mm-hmm. that have the rap breakdown it's just like some random bullshit and then fucking little wayne shows up and you're like this was where did you come from this was old in the 90s this shit was annoying <laughs> when like michael jackson was doing it yes and uh no mc scat cat i got i was i was bored <laughs> with it when mc scat cat showed up <laughs> you know but uh <laughs> MC Scat Cat always makes me think of 30 Rock, but... <laughs> that beats a cat. Yeah. <laughs> MC Scat Cat, Tracy? No, 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 no! No, no, no. <laughs> that's right. He had. That's right. He had a beef with MC Scat Cat. Yeah, he had a beef with everybody. <laughs> that, was, that was when LL Cool J uttered his greatest catchphrase, I'm going to eat your children. <laughs> you tell Tracy... I'm going to eat his children. <laughs> I'm going to eat his family. And I said, that's the greatest thing ever, and I've used it ever since. Mm-hmm. I like that that show was just a vehicle for all the shit they couldn't get away with on SNL. Yeah. That's all I've discovered about that show. 30 Rock is, in my humble opinion, the best situation comedy of all time. Really? As far as I'm concerned. Wow. Yeah. It's good. It's it's almost the only one that I like. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of another sitcom that I would actually watch. I can't either. Like, I, I, I don't I think literally I've seen can't. you watch another one, actually. I'm, I am not a fan of sitcoms, period. Like, mm-hmm. th- almost nothing. I mean, The Simpsons is the closest thing to a sitcom that I can stand. Yeah. And, and 30 Rock somehow breaks free of that. Like, I can't watch The Office. Like, any of that stuff bums me out. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so formulaic, and it just hammers you over the head with the same kind of setups and punchlines and like 30 rock doesn't do that at all like you don't see anything coming in 30 rock it's (laughs) i still think one of my favorite lines from that show is actually in the first episode where she's trying to convince tracy to join the show and they walk into that soul food restaurant and just ah, god tracy morgan his delivery where he just walks in he just goes yo bartender (laughs) Ten beers, <laughs> like that. He, anybody Did, does the ten fingers. That yes, goes up. and I, I always laughed at it because I'm like, wow, what an absurd drink order. Yes, first off, but just like his energy and the way he delivers it, yep. which I didn't do justice to. Um, just like I'm like, oh god, he just he's the he's amazing. He nails it. He, he yeah. just he takes do, like really boring lines and just nails them. And, and, the, it's, and it's especially funny because that's the whole point of him on the. It's so meta because that's the whole point of him being on the show. Well, in the show, and it's also hilarious because the character is based on terrible things that he did that drove her insane while she was working on Saturday Night Live. Right. So it's like literally like terrible stories about him from his real life based on him that yeah. he has to now recite as part of his character arc on a new show. It's mm-hmm. fucking... It, the level of meta is just stacked it's over and over again. It's a lot in that show. Yeah, I found out a lot of stuff was like uh, stories Al Franken... Like uh, skits Al Franken couldn't get on the air. <laughs> Fart Doctor. Fart Doctor. It's yeah. like I didn't realize how much they referenced Fart Doctor on there, but that was <laughs> yes. a skit that he couldn't get on the air ever. <laughs> And then 30 Rock just kept making fun of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, why would you push this? Why Why have any... I mean, I've seen Saturday Night Live. I know why you'd push this, because it's fucking terrible, but... Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. Tina Fey is a goddamn genius. And also she hires really good writers. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I keep listening to like interviews with Saturday Night Live writers and people like that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Because I don't like Saturday Night Live. But for some reason, I like the writers. See, I do like Saturday Night Live. I I have enjoyed it from time to time. There are definitely moments... I forgive it for being terrible when it's really terrible. It's not that I. It's not that I'm like this is terrible and there's no reason for it. I fucking know. of course it's terrible. It's you've got a week to prepare. That's oh insane. they're set up for failure. Yeah, they're set up for failure. If you can imagine any job where you have a week to do an entire two hour live television show, and every single week we're gonna throw a celebrity in that you have to yeah. focus skits around. Also, they don't know how to do this. <laughs> and some of them are Elon Musk. And some they're oh my Jesus Christ! Can you imagine? I did. I, I watched, mean, I can watched you imagine Steven Seagal? Like, I mean, no, or I did Kanye watch the Steven or, Seagal one. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I didn't watch Kanye. I should have watched Kanye. Fucking brutal, man. I bet it was. Yeah, he was one of the worst guests. People have said he's one of the worst guests that they've ever had. I think those people have never seen the Steven Seagal episode. Oh, he's, well, he's in there, too. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, you know who was worse? David Carradine. David Carradine was on. There. David Carradine was the worst host I've ever seen. In mm. the, uh, yeah, he was. What was the? It was for uh, for Kung Fu. It was really? back, I think, in his Kung Fu era. It was Eddie Murphy, was was the was the main star at that point. And I remember like that the year that he was there. Right. Was that was the whatever that was. It was like the year that David Carradine was there, and it was just fucking awful. Oh my god. He Ugh. he literally would like look at the camera and laugh. Yeah. Like before he said his lines. Yeah. And then he would just kind of like smirk. It was really really creepy. Yeah, it's hard cuz like it, th- that's inc- you know, that's it. I mean, cuz there's like that Mulaney bit about um uh Mick Jagger. <laughs> yes. You know, where they're pitching things that were funny to everybody in the room. Like, all these comedians are just right. like, oh, that's good. We should do that. And then Mick Jagger just goes, not funny. And it's yeah. completely dead in the water. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, why are you we letting this guy decide? <laughs> you can't it's say like, no to Mick Jagger for some fucking reason. Yeah. You know, and like, the more I hear like Conan talk about his time, like being an SNL writer. Yeah. On his podcast, I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. It is. Like, it, this job is insane. No, it's not. It's not for sane people. Like, and it's also not for anybody who's over 20. You know, like you oh, have you to be, do it. you have to be in your twenties to survive it because you're up all night and it's especially just, as a writer. Yeah, and also you're just later. being you're just being beaten up constantly. Yeah, like every, everything is just like everybody's vying for position and uh, ugh, it's like the worst part of the creative world. It's like it's like a battle of the bands for musicians, like every day, every week, like just constantly. And then it's live, <sighs> and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> don't no, fuck it up no it's it's not great i mean but it does have it also has all of the problems with like improv comedy and all of the like all of those issues that make comedy cringeworthy that make you not want to listen to it mm-hmm. well nobody wants to see us that's the thing like <laughs> bombing can be funny nobody wants to watch the you like a the juice sketch Remember that? I do. I actually showed that to my wife. The other that day. was the worst sketch. You like it? You like it? You like it? The sauce. They didn't. They didn't have anything. It was like they just said, "Okay, you've got a catchphrase. Say it a lot." 
stopped. Yeah, but that skit ends with David Spade going, okay, you need to cut it out. And they're just like, yeah, you like the skit? And he goes, no, no one likes the skit. You need to end the skit now. You like the skit. <laughs> what, I, what I liked about that was when it was referenced later on by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Triumph, essentially, whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, he... He did like yeah. They yeah. were like he did a little bit on his like TV funhouse thing that was like catchphrases and their popularity and how to do like <laughs> and it was like it showed the you like the juice catchphrase and <laughs> <laughs> crashed completely off the chart. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. So terrible. Yeah, it's it's funny too because they actually they have a lot of good people on there right now. Yeah, and I think. You know, every week, I think if you get one or two good ones out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Success. I got to tell you, I do think it's funny. This, the last four years, give or take, Mm -hmm. I have paid more attention to SNL than I have in a long time. And I think thanks to the fact that it's not all white, I think that it has gotten better. Oh, what's her name? Um, she's on Comedy Bang Bang a bunch. Oh, Ego Nuotum? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. What a treasure. <laughs> Ego Nuotum's amazing. She's a treasure. Uh, Bowen Yang's been a treasure yep. on that show. Um, Cecily Strong has been a treasure for quite oh, some time. man. Yeah. She's she's dynamite. She's amazing. She uh, is. And she doesn't get enough credit. There's There's a lot of great people who are on it. There's a lot of great writing going on right now. And, I mean, Che is genius. Oh I mean... God. I fucking love Michael Che. Michael so Che is amazing. I'm worried he's leaving. Probably. He might be. I would imagine so. I don't think he said so as much. But he must be. I mean, why wouldn't he? He's like his HBO Max show. I mean, now, have, you, <laughs> have you taken a look at his life? I mean, his life is abandoning things that are handed to him on a silver plate. <laughs> that is literally all he does all day long. He's been the head writer for a few years. It's true. This is It's insane that he's stayed this long. But it's yeah. like... He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of in art school right now. I'm going to sell some T-shirts with my artwork on them on the street. Hey, it's Spike Lee. Spike Lee hands him his card and says, hey, kid, you're really talented. Come be at my, come work with me. (laughs) We'll make a lot of money making shirts. Uh, Your designs are great. Yeah. He says, yeah, throws the card away. Yeah. Uh, You know, later he uh, like, (laughs) it's like uh, Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. Is like, hey, I like your style. Come work for me. We'll set you up as a brand ambassador and a manager of this department and do this. And though here it'll be $100,000 a year and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, wow, that's neat. And he bails without telling him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, you get hired to the most prestigious job in comedy at The Daily Show. And then you're like, oh, yeah, but SNL also wants me. So bye. And you leave after a week. Like, who does that? I guess when you're, he's a funny guy. Jesus. He, <laughs> he is. He, he, I also, his Instagram is a joy too, because he just constantly goes after comedy critics, which I find <laughs> hilarious. Because he's just, he's clearly got a thick skin. Yes, he does. But his bone to pick with them is that they don't know what the hell comedy is and that they have no right That's to true. tell him what's funny and what isn't. Yes. So basically he hates the idea of critics. Period. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and I was like, well, I can see that from one angle, but the other angle is, I guess, there are people who study it. I guess there's that other end of it. But also, I don't know, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and I just enjoy the discourse between the two of them. (laughs) 
I don't. I I've never I've never understood like critics mm-hmm. as per se like people who literally have like a scale where they're like this is better than this and this and this. Like I know that I literally have a criticism podcast, but. I feel like what we do is not criticism. Like, I think that it's basically we love movies. We love these types of movies and we talk about them and try to explain things away like what the film language is trying to tell people is happening in them and all this kind of stuff. I don't think it's so much going. These people suck, you know. I mean, sure, there are definitely You'd have to moments. Be an idiot to watch this movie. I will, it's so stupid. I will admit that during Shockma it got a little bad. Yeah, that that weird baboon movie. Oof. That was <laughs> well, a little. That know, was a little rough. Everyone's got their points. Yeah, they, that, they break. Turned you know? out that Shakma was the movie that kind of broke me. But uh, man, yeah, I I just I never understood it because it's I I hear people say you know whatever, especially with bands. This has always been the thing. Maybe it's just because I've been on the other side of it in in a band where I've gotten like some fucking terrible criticism. Yeah. Um, but like from people who listen to garbage, you know, that, and that's the problem is that not like the band garbage, but other no, garbage. no, not, not the wonderful band garbage, not <laughs> Shirley Manson's delightful band. Okay. Um, no, but like one of our worst reviews ever was Rue Morgue magazine, a magazine that I love. And, yeah. you know, they reviewed our first record and it was reviewed by this fucking rockabilly turd named Dr- Tomb Dragomir. <laughs> so, you know, right off the bat Tomb that he's Dragomir. he's got a fucking leather cowboy hat and he lives in his fucking mother's basement and has fucking chaps on sometimes. Oh, it's such a long soul patch. It's just, oh, it's just, just dangling. Fu- exactly. It's fucking disgusting. You know that he's had like <laughs> braids with beads in it at some point mm-hmm. like fuck this guy he's got a lot obviously. of knives that have uh, dragon hills oh on them. so many yeah. so many and it's like and it's like this guy got to have a national platform where he shit on our band mm-hmm. and i'm like you listen to nothing but rockabilly why were you allowed <laughs> to review a hardcore punk band yeah like you don't have the basis for comparison. He didn't understand anything. And it was clear from the way that he talked about the record that he didn't get it. Yeah. And it's just, it's sad because that's like everything. It's like, don't have me review country records. I'll tell you most of them suck. Yeah. Because I don't like country that much. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only about 20 country records that I can say that I actually like. And, other than that, I kind of hate all Alan Jackson, which is surprising. It's weird. It's all outlaw country. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all Chattahoochee. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that is. Um, way down yonder. Oh, oh way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie cooch. Hoochie cooch. Yeah, I hate that. I don't know what that is, and I hate it. Uh, uh, he water skis and cowboy boots on that video, so maybe you should take another look. I think. I think the moment I. I decided that I just couldn't even stand to be in the same room with country music was Billy Bob loves Charlene in John Deere Green. <laughs> that song. That was I, the line. I was like, yep, I'm going to kill myself That's now. That's it. I'm done. Fuck you. <laughs> Billy Bob loves Charlene. I was like, you're trying too hard, and I know you're a fucking millionaire. I know that you fucking, I know that you eat caviar, mm-hmm. and you do, would never touch a Bud Light in your <laughs> life. You're a goddamned millionaire. I hate you, you fake-ass country motherfucker. It's funny, because I, my father, as we grew up, 
uh, we would you know take he would wherever he drove us anywhere he would listen to WPOR which yep. was our state's country station if you're not from around Portland or Maine or anything like that um, so I heard a lot of that stuff but they would also play like Patsy Cline yeah and stuff like that every once in a while and I liked yeah. that stuff but man a lot of it I was just like this is rough it's so corporate it, it's, most it's of the stuff is so corporate and then I've heard modern country and by God. By God, I didn't think they could go down the rabbit hole of shit any further. <laughs> but now, but it, and this is funny because I was actually talking about um, a little Nas X. Yes. Um, recently, because most modern country is borrowing heavily from hip hop and rap and content. Is that they want to, dr- yeah. you know, that, that, I'm that um, overproduced pop, pop. pop rap type yeah. thing of you know partying money yes. girls yep. like that. That's that's the rap idea, but they've kind of like tried to filter it through their, uh, their yeah their, their lens. cowboy yes. lens of being like, no, we're just going to the beach and we're just drinking beers and partying, and it's just all it's uh, it's just what right. we do, right, brother? It's, yeah, you know. And I think it's interesting because then Little Nas X, who they would consider to be hip hop going into country technically with his song old town road sure with his song old town road and that became a number one hit but then they tried really hard to get him out of it <laughs> so i think it's funny that they can take from that area but if that area comes over to them all of a sudden it's like whoa 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 you can't just do that <laughs> you know oh boy what is there's a word for that <laughs> <laughs> what is it tristan oh, what is it God. I, there's something there's something about him right and them, mm-hmm. there's a difference. <laughs> nope, nope. Let's hear it. And uh, I, what, what what is it? it? Is it something? What is there's it about? Something, it's, I think it's an R word. So you're saying something about country. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> the industry of country music is predominantly mm-hmm. white. Twangy. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying there's something I'm about little Nas X. Oh, I'm saying it's fucking racist. Wow, wow, dropping the arm. Sorry, huh? sorry. I thought it was Ratatouille that you were referring to, but I guess not. I'm saying that they are mad because little Nas X has no real talent. He just has a rat under his hat that's controlling his every motion. Uh, <laughs> that, man, and his story is weird though, because like, cause, also so, he's good at covering his dick. I will tell you that. <laughs> I, I watched that, that performance and I was impressed. I, I saw. I, have Speaking, you... Well, that's funny. It's funny. We're talking about SNL and like how I don't like it. That was the best episode of SNL that has literally happened in 25 years. Okay. That was like that episode was maybe flawless. Really? Yeah. Like right across the board. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Because his, his is interesting because so yeah. So he had a hit country song. Yep. Right? And then they try to tell him that it's not country. Sure. So why not? Who Take him off cares? the boards, right? So then uh, Billy Ray Cyrus does a verse, says, we'll record a new version. I'll put myself on it. Because he sees what <laughs> yeah, has yeah. happened to him. And they get him back on the billboard charts. <laughs> That's so now awesome. he's back on the billboard charts. So then what do they do? They out him. Right? Uh, was that a thing? Was he had to come out and said he was. Oh wow, weird. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then he gets outed, and then, and then what does he do? He rides to the moon, baby. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's like, fine. Okay, I'm gay. Here we go. And, oh, and it's just, and now it's just like this is even better than it ever was before. Yeah, no, that <laughs> <It's> was. Like, <laughs> I, I, 
I mean, I pay attention to him now when I would not probably have otherwise. I mean, I like the satanic imagery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was wild. It I, is wild. I, it is fucking wild. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, it makes me happy. But uh, Riding a stripper pole straight down to hell from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's so good. It is so good. Oh, uh, shit. I'm like, I'm glad someone's shaking it up for fuck's sake. Yeah. This is great. I mean, uh, I... It all goes back to this, I don't know, people are always complaining that as they get older, they're like, oh, I don't like the music that's going on now that, you know, like you get stuck and you're like, you listen to the music that you grew up with. I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's because people compare their musical taste to pop music, especially people who are in my type of circle. Like I have, I have a lot of friends who are like, I can't even name somebody on the radio. And I'm like, yeah, but when I was a kid, I fucking hated everyone on the radio, too. Mm-hmm. I despised everything on the radio that was coming out. Occasionally, like, the Chili Peppers made it through at one point, And I was like, oh, my God, that's a Red Hot Chili Peppers video on MTV. And yeah. then the Red Hot Chili Peppers completely sold out and got crappy. And I was like, oh. But that first one, when Mother's Milk came out, I was like, what the fuck? Why You're are not the- talking about Californication. Why are the Red Hot Chili Peppers on MTV? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I abandoned them after Mother's Milk. That was the last record that that I liked. The last one I liked was One Hot Minute. Whoa, Jesus, you stayed forever. It was like two albums after. (laughs) Uh, Is that two albums? Yeah, I think Blood Sugar Sex Magic came next, and then I think it was One Hot Minute after that. Mm. I do remember that, uh, that I did steal when I worked at Leechmere, or... Leechmere? One of the, I worked at one of the mall stores. Woo! They had the uh, the one hot minute promo, yeah, and it was uh, it was them in a, like a Sears portrait studio, and it was a little like little frame, mm-hmm. and I did steal that from work because I thought it was awesome. There you go. I think like Flea was holding a stuffed animal and like all standing around shirtless right. and weird. I uh, speaking of the mall, I went there the other day. I'm so sorry. I know it was uh, abandoned. Good. That's the best way to describe it. Good. I, mean, I I didn't... You know what they have in there now? Um, you know, like, those shirts in Old Orchard Beach that just have, like, a bunch of, like... You know, like, they just take a bunch of licensed characters that no what? one has paid for. You mean, like, airbrush shirts? Not quite airbrush. Oh, you mean, like, Smashed Bob No Pants? Yeah. You mean, like, yeah, our yeah, yeah. shirt that I made when we had a place in Old Orchard so that yeah. we would have an Old Orchard shirt? Right. The uh, the the witch like a thrasher hoodie that has Goku and a Naruto on it wearing Supreme shirts. Oh wow! You know, like that's oh, in the store. That's wow. in the mall now. And I was like, man, like nobody wants to be in this fucking mall now. <laughs> like this is crazy. I want that shirt. You should go get it. I should. It's there. That's. <laughs> I love it when people like violate multiple levels of copyright. Just so blatantly. Like just don't it's even just care. like not only is this like two licensed properties, they're wearing a licensed property and they're like so, at a Red Sox game and so they're like broadcasting it without so it's permission. it's a Thrasher hoodie <laughs> with two anime characters, two separate anime characters that they don't own. Wow. Wearing clothes from another property that they don't own. Amazing. Like just. With no fucks given. I mean, for sale. <laughs> Come buy it. Won't we get someone all the money. please think of Supreme? <laughs> please. Please think about them. They sell stickers for $100. Please think about them. That guy's brilliant, though. Not in the sense that I think his designs are brilliant. I think in the sense that he's just like, well, I guess I'm done with Obey. 
What can I do now? This hype beast shit put, kills me. I'll put Supreme in white lettering in a red rectangle. <sighs> and I'm just going to tell people it's the new shit. And they are going to buy it. And yeah. Fuck. It worked. Yeah. I don't know how I get into that position where you just get to say shit like that. Yeah. He just decreed. He just said, oh, this is cool. This is it. Supreme. This Wait, is, is that now. really Shepard Fairy's thing? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I hate it even more now. Yeah, I believe so. Let me check. I, last I heard, oh, God. I don't know. All I know is that... I fact checked myself. It, it's so confusing. I mean... <laughs> of course, the last thing I Googled was Urkel's car. <laughs> <laughs> of course the last thing you Googled was Urkel's car. Because I told Dan House that he should get Urkel's car. <laughs> that's what he should drive around in from here on out. What is Urkel's car? Uh, he has that old um, BMW that had the door that opened in the front of the car. It yeah. looks like a little, it's almost like a Volkswagen Beetle. I think it's like an, an Iza or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Oh, James Jebbia. Hold on. Okay, so it's not Shepard Fairing. Guys, I don't know what I'm doing. However, I do know that Urkel's car was a BMW Azetta 300. <laughs> Oh, very nice. There we go. Uh, huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm See, just... I'm, I'm full of shit on this podcast. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up as we go along. Dude, I'm so half asleep. This is going to be the worst podcast I've ever done. I feel terrible. Why? I feel like I'm not bringing my A game. You're I apologize. Doing great. Okay, thanks. Hey, everybody. Tristan's doing great. <laughs> thank Let's you. Let's give it up for him. Oh, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> way to go, Tristan. Yeah, way to go. This was so much easier when I did speed. Um, <laughs> You've been saying that for like 10 years. It's true. Like fucking <laughs> life is like, ever since then, life has been like walking through fucking like molasses. <laughs> molasses. Molasses. <laughs> Mol- Sorry, I was, I meant to say bubble bath. <laughs> um, Back when you were making gumbo down on the, <laughs> down <side>. on the bayou. <laughs> I guarantee doing speed Ciao. made life easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I say, I say, I say. Yeah. That's completely different. That's no. like a Kentucky Colonel, but that's fine because no one cares. No one cares. Um, no. Did they cancel Foghorn Leghorn yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, if they're canceling the skunk, cancel Foghorn Leghorn. I'm just putting it out there. He hasn't done anything inappropriate. I just want him out of the picture. I don't know what his accent is. I mean, I don't think it's offensive, but to be fair, I don't know anything about the South, so... I assumed he was, like, Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about the South, I know from Charlie Daniels' band lyrics, and I know that it's going to do it again, and I don't know... I don't know what that is. Oh, I could guess. Oh, God. I hope it's not that. Yeah. You know, let's just hope that's not the thing. they tried that earlier this year. Was that the South trying to do it again? Didn't work out either. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, South wasn't planning on using the steps. They just wanted to try and climb up a bunch of stone walls and fall the fuck off them. Well, <laughs> what about the woolly swamp then? <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, I can't say I'm familiar with the woolly swamp. Is this a swamp thing thing? Is this a Kermit thing? It is not. It, it is a Charles. It is the Charles Daniels band. I'm unfamiliar with Charlie Daniels. Fuck. I've heard of. It sucks because he's kind of a turd now. But uh, but that like some of those early records are fun. Okay. I don't know. I enjoyed them. He was kind of this like hippie version of uh, of a country of like a rock country guy. Okay. And so it was just like it was. 
you know, chicken fried rock music, but it was fun. Okay. And uh, and now I guess he's, and now it's uncomfortable. Yeah, now I think he's trying to make America great again or something. Oh, boy. So it's not quite as exciting. I mean, of course he is. He's like fucking ninety years old, and you know he's ready to do it. <laughs> I say that, but like my fucking dad's ninety years old, and he was like, he was the super delegate for Bernie. <laughs> So, <laughs> like, I don't think you get more conservative as you get older. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's true. My parents aren't. Yeah, it's. It, I don't think that's true. I, I will say my dad was uh, decidedly, get, decidedly liberal, despite being a two-time Vietnam yeah. vet and I think, everything like that. Like, I think you get more conservative as you get more rich, because my dad never got rich. <laughs> no, well, there's there's two directions you can go, and you can be poor and still be conservative true yeah because obviously i mean you see it every day yeah because i think there's the idea that the government you know there's other people have to get you and that's why that's why you're poor that could be a thing yeah because the things that the things that you say as a rich person about about what the government is doing to take away your money Mm -hmm. applies also to poor people in a way that you know it's not quite as appropriate but uh you know, in a way that they respond to. Or so you just might fucking hate people. You might hate people. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you can be rich or but poor and hate a lot of people. Here's the thing. Speaking of that, like, I think I was probably a real, uh, I think I was probably a real contestant to become conservative or to become like one of these MAGA people or something at some point in my life. Yeah. Because I was a monster. Like, I hated everybody. Like, I was so misanthropic for like 10 years of my life i just literally despised every human being on the planet you were just waiting for q you were waiting for a q drop god i know it, it feels almost like i could have been that person yeah. and so i have i have some terrible weird empathy for them in some weird ways because it's like i was very hateful mm-hmm. you know i mean i was never a racist you know i mean Except in the way that we all are and, you know, maturing and getting better and blah, blah, blah. That was never my deal. I just was angry and just this, it's bad. This, it's bad. Like, mm-hmm. you think it's good? It's bad. You think it's bad? It's good. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell I got over that. I don't know mm-hmm. what pulled me out of that. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I somehow got out of that rut. Mm-hmm. But it also took 10 years off my life, too, where it was just like I spent 10 years, you know, wasting my life, basically. I definitely spent some time when I was poor being mad at people who weren't. Yes. Yeah, that definitely was part of it. And it was misplaced for the most part. Yeah. I found uh, eventually. And I, I remember once I got really mad at this kid I used to work with at a restaurant. He was a trust funder. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Not his fault. No, it's you know? not. And that's uh, that's something you learn. I know. Eventually, where you're just like, oh, God, that's not your fault. Because no, it's not. It's not. It's not a bad thing that your parents were wealthy and they set you up. You know, like, it's, God what, damn, would, wouldn't I do that for my kids? Of course I would. Why you know? would you? Why would you hold it against someone that their parents treated them the way that you're supposed to treat people? Right. It's like, uh, yeah. No. The, the romanticism of fighting from nothing up is. And it's toxic at times because it's, it makes you look at other people who did do that as being like demons. It's absurd. It's absurdly toxic because it's also not true. Ninety nine percent of the time. Right. I mean, listen, I'm just saying read Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> Holy fuck. I mean, that book 
like really outliers. The mm-hmm. book Outliers is I would recommend to everyone in the world. Yeah. It is it it helps so much because a lot of the times when you're like, well, why am I not X or why am I not Y? Why is this not happening for me? Mm-hmm. You know, I I've done all of the right things to get here in my career, yeah. you know, or whatever. And why is it not moving? And then you're like, Oh, these people, these were the opportunities they were afforded. They don't look like opportunities right. until you see them from a different perspective. It's, these the outliers the people like the bill gates and all of those sorts of people they're offered basically invisible opportunities that you don't see but they're things that got them where they are mm-hmm. and i think i think it's hard for people to appreciate that and especially when they have this mythology of of the bootstrap thing which the ironic bootstrap thing because as many people pointed out over the years it's impossible literally that the, the whole that the, the whole point yeah. of that expression is that it is an impossibility to do yeah so yeah yeah no i i remember at one point with this kid because he 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 doesn't listen to this so it's fine <laughs> um he went to art school yep you know he was he was acted like a hippie even though his parents are super rich so you know i get it he's rebelling in that sense yeah yeah um goes to do woodworking makes drums you know and i'm just like man fuck this kid you know and i'm just like but he's not a bad person no and then i run into him and i'm just like he's like oh hey how you doing i'm like good and he's i was like what have you been up to and he's like he's (laughs) i went to africa to teach people how to make furniture and now i'm back and then I remember I was with my friends. They're like, just like, wow, that's a really nice thing. And I went, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> you know? And, look, and I look back on it now and I'm just like, what the fuck was I talking about? You know, just like this kid, you know, like, yeah, he did a bunch of stuff that I thought was stupid. Yeah. You know, like being a hippie, I think is stupid. Of course. And like yeah, yeah. B- playing bongo drums, I think is stupid. But like, was his heart in the right place? Absolutely. Did he use I- his money to help people? Yes, he did. I has have... he done more to help people than I have? Yes, he has. And uh, here I am going, you're a fucking asshole. You know, it's like, who am I? I know. Fuck I find me. myself in that position a lot. You know, and I, that, those are like some of those moments where you think back and you're just like genuinely embarrassed that, that to be you. Yeah. And I, that was one of them where I'm I just will... like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta say, when you said that, all I could think of was like some some person out in the middle of the, the African wilds sitting yeah. on a half broken chair falling <laughs> over. <laughs> Like, I picture he it's never like, said he did a good job. <laughs> he like, just said he, he just tried. Like, nailed like legs onto it. He's like, here, and this is a chair, and they're like, what the? Fuck? I don't think that's a chair. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you do it then. <laughs> and they have this beautiful woodworking that they've worked on yeah. for generations. Where like, they you are. didn't need to teach us to make furniture. We knew how to make furniture already. Here, can can I show you tongue and groove pine, sir? Yeah. Uh, this white guy sucks. Yeah, we usually we actually use like an interlocking wood system. We don't use nails yeah, and things like that. It's it doesn't, actually sturdier. Yeah, especially around here because of the humidity. Um, yeah, you're, you're none of this is getting through, is it? Okay, <laughs> sure. Just just nail that plank of wood together and yes, we'll sit on it. Yes, white person, you've done a great job. Five stars. <laughs> would recommend. <laughs> it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of like really well to do Africans who are on trust funds who go out <laughs> into the wilderness and pretend to help out white people who are also on safaris to help other people so that they can I feel better about themselves. <laughs> I hope that's true. 
I think that would be funny. That would be oh, that would be like the biggest, the most wonderful circle jerk imaginable <laughs> for for humanity. But yeah, so basically, I was a shithead. Yeah, um, aren't still we am, all? Still am to some extent, but I like to think I'm better now. Yeah. God, I've been trying. I'm, <laughs> you know, it's it's so hard. I mean, I think about how negative I was when we were. I mean. Definitely part of my my horrible negativity was moving to Congress Street. I mean, Congress Street really fucked me up. Mm, like, in the best ways. It was it was brutal because I really felt like at some times I was at war with the people in this town. But weren't you just on High Street before that? High Street was much worse. Okay. Actually, High Street was like considerably scarier. That's a little, it was like around the corner. You were like two blocks away. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, I mean, just opening the store. Period. Oh, okay. But I mean, I've I've always been on Congress Street, Chad. <laughs> in we, my have, heart, we have we have always here. lived in the castle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You died twenty years ago. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I think that pretty much twice a day. <laughs> you think you're a ghost? Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, like this it makes so much someone's m- having a seance and they're just it like this ghost so won't stop yelling at me about toys more <laughs> sense to me that i'm dead than that i'm alive most of the time <laughs> but no it, it really is though like just feeling like you especially when you build a business the way that i did mm-hmm. and i think the way that a lot of people in portland before the massive gentrification hit get where they're like they build a house, you know, like it was a nicer place to be than my apartment. You know, it always has been. Yeah. You know, it's always been a better space than my apartment has been. I mean, now I have a nice place. Yeah. You know, it's pretty decent. It's not opulent by any stretch of the imagination, but it's really nice. Yeah, it's gold floors. Oh, listen, the gold toilet was there when I got there. <laughs> Diamond chandeliers. <laughs> His cats are actually mutant servants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're chimeras. They're human-pig hybrids. Yes, but then make great hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, they do. Uh, from themselves. <laughs> they generate them. Yeah. Uh, no, but I just... When somebody comes in and you feel like this is your house, when mm-hmm. you basically live someplace, and then the drunks come in and they barf on your floor, they piss on your floor, or, you know... yeah. The the crazy guy with his, like, gross little dog lets his dog barf on your floor constantly and, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're just, like, you feel disrespected in this way that makes you feel violated. Mm-hmm. Where it's not the same thing. If I could have treated this place more like a business, which I never have, as you probably are well aware, I've never treated no this place. No one is aware of this. Like a business. This is a hot scoop. This, yeah, especially for my accountant. Uh, Ed's like, what? Poor Ed. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Every time. You know, again, today, he comes in and he's like, well, it's been better. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. That fucking laugh. Yeah. The. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, these are numbers. You're not. You go. <laughs> you're going to ignore them. I'm going to print them out on a piece of paper, and you're going to look at them, and you're going to say, "Yep, good enough." But I mean, I'm. I mean, knock on wood, I'm still here. You know, like I've made all the wrong decisions Over consistently. For I've made the wrong decision every day of my life for 12 years, <laughs> and somehow it hasn't finished the business. Yep. So, 
I guess there's something to that. God, just imagine if you made a right one. I it would be terrifying. I think that's the I think that's what would crumble the house of cards. I think it's like <laughs> Mr. Burns with all the diseases. Yes. I think it's that I've made every wrong decision, so now it somehow adds up to a correct one major correct decision. Yeah. Yeah. Three Stooges <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh yeah, I don't know. It is, but I mean I do. I keep making terrible, terrible decisions mm-hmm. at this business. And I because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I never have. That's okay. <laughs> I guess it is. It's it's especially weird because I look at I've like always looked at this place like almost like a Dodge. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh like a Dodge Caravan? Like a Dodge Caravan. I'm like you know this it's is a Toyota Celicon. This is this is a Toyota Celica, is okay. what this place is. <laughs> okay. God damn it. It is reliable, <laughs> it is consistent. <laughs> The parts are cheap. <laughs> yes. All right. Yep. Anybody can do the work. <laughs> yeah. No, I I just, I don't know. I'm in, extremely grateful that I'm still alive and kicking here. Yeah. I really am. Uh, especially after a day like today when it was just like people were just throwing fistfuls of money at me all day. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? This is not normal, but. I'll take it. But I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what my point is. My point is basically that I really like this place and that I'm really glad that I'm still here. And here it is. And here it is. And And that I basically spend all of my time trying to figure out how to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the door's right over there, so... Should I be hard. Dude, you have made yourself something of a steel cage. I'm like here. I'm like a fly. Yeah, I just I keep walking. You're more into like a it. lizard. <laughs> you just need a hot rock to lay on, and I, then you'll be fine. <laughs> I do have that back here. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I'm like I'm constantly like this isn't good enough. We need to you know go this next whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what is the next step? Oh, I still think about things I wish I'd done here when I was here full time. Yeah. I had I had crazy aesthetic ideas that oh. I never got to fruition. There are so many ideas that I still have I that I wish I could do. Yeah. And there's one of them that I'm still like it's still on the table. <laughs> I haven't I haven't given up on it. Yeah. Uh the craziest one that I I would love to see actually happen. I was going to take Holocore Luan doors mm-hmm. and I was going to mount them to the wall so that they they worked on hinges. Yeah cut them out so you cut out the center of the so leave only the frame okay and then build action figure displays inside with jewelers cases okay so that basically there are jewelers cases of loose figures with prices on them and you can unlock them and people can flip through them like a poster rack wow <laughs> yeah that was one of the that was one of the ideas i had for the yeah. i was like that is the best use of space yeah that would have like I could fit, you know, ten thousand figures in one of those little cubes there, like one four foot cube. It would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I I always had the idea where I wanted to get like a ton of old CRT TVs. Oh God. Your idea is very expensive to dispose of when they go bad. I know. But no, like I wanted to like stack them up and like hide them in places. 
Yeah. And just have like random old shit. Oh yeah. Just always running on them. I just I wanted to fucking assault the senses. <laughs> this place already assaults the I senses. know, but I wanted to push it further. It's, I wanted it you know what I wanted to be I deep down I always wanted to be the foot clan from Ninja Turtles One. That's exactly you know? what, but that's <laughs> the aesthetic like, that we've always had. I mean I know. I just wanted more TVs and shit and like just more crazy shit going did on. Did we here. ever did we ever talk about this on the podcast? Did we ever talk about the original possibility for this place? About Ninja Turtles 1? That basically the Ninja Turtles thing was kind of a possibility at one point? I don't think so. Um, Are you ever getting a half pipe in here? Where the fuck would you put it? Not in here. No, oh. in Brunswick. Did Do you remember that? So, so, okay. This is probably before you came on board. Um, so I was probably drunk. Yeah. So <laughs> I had I had my store over on High Street, and okay. Gerald Von Stoddard, who eventually started Coast City Comics, the Funbox Monster Emporium was its own store. Yes. And Gerald Von Stoddard wanted to start this place called Coast City Comics because he was a huge Green Lantern fan and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And so he was like, I can't afford to do the rent by myself. Would you want to move your space in conjunction with my space? And so we just kind of did this weird split where my store was on one side, his store was on the other side. He did comics. I did toys. But I was also doing comics. I was doing horror comics and like other things that were not were things that he would not touch because he was at the time a born again Christian. Uh, is that correct? Am I, I am I, I correct about that? I don't know how diehard he was into it, but well, I mean, I think the guy that was going into convulsions on the floor uh, in the basement when we uh, he never brought it up to me. Okay, <laughs> um, I I always took Gerald as he liked the new stuff and he liked indies. Yes, that's definitely true, and that was what he wanted. Yep. and your horror stuff was just like, oh, that's neat. You know, and that's you can do that because right. you like werewolves and fucking Franken shits yeah. and whatever. <laughs> I love them Franken shits. Gotta get them Franken shits. That's my them. that's my catchphrase. Gotta get them Franken shits. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Gotta get them Franken shits. <laughs> yep, me one honeycomb. <laughs> that's that's how it goes. Uh, th- that was always my understanding was that. Gerald wanted to be the new comics slash artsy side of comics. He definitely wanted to be the artsy side. And of you comics. got to be the toys and lowbrow. I was very lowbrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, this place has by combining Gerald's store with our store, we are even though people will walk in here and think it's the most lowbrow place. If you were never at the old space, we were much lower brow back oh, yeah. then. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like uh uh. Two Face in uh, Batman Forever. Hell yeah! Where he's got uh, heaven and hell on each side, and it's yep. just a, you know, and it's just like burnt pig, and it's like, or would you like some of that? You know, yep. like this really fine delicacy. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is both good because I have two personalities and I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, that's very much what the old space yeah, it was because like. I think deep down, I think Gerald's end goal, if I had to guess, mm-hmm. was art dealership. It seems like that was his thing. I yeah. feel like that's where he wanted to go eventually. Was like yeah. he would come yeah. in there and get original pages, and he would sponsor artists, and you could come into the store and shop, but you could also get the new stuff, and maybe like European comics and shit yeah. like that. I yep. feel like that I think was so the too. goal. Because I know that when I bought the store from him, when I took over the store, I guess, yeah, um, we had Jason Comics that uh, had been here since he started. Jason comics? Yeah. The Jason, the French guy that draws the little dogs. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. that's right. So those had never sold in the entire time that Coast City was around. Yeah, and I think that's where he was going towards, and I think, it, obviously, it didn't work out. But, no, it did not. Especially know. for the location. I mean, we were... 
we were in a neighborhood that was going to be more into what I was doing. What's funny is that now, if he probably tried to yep. do that, he probably would have been probably okay. would have probably would have done it because gentrification has hit the point that. Yeah. You know, that that the rich person audience that he would have been going for is now here. Yeah. Which, you he know, was here too early for them. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I think he was just too early. Um, but I mean, I don't think he could have stuck it out for another 10 years. Yeah. To make it happen. So I don't and know. Now we have toilet warrior magnets. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it's true. We do. Yeah. I don't know, man. That old. But like I was saying, so. I totally, totally almost missed my point. Sorry, derailed everything. Yeah, but before before we decided on this space, there was actually a place that Gerald could have gotten a loan for. Mm -hmm. We could have purchased a building. Really? In Brunswick for an amount that I, I feel guilty saying it out loud now because you can't get a condo in South Portland for this now. Mm hmm. It was $250,000. For how big? It was a warehouse. Oh, my God. It was... The plan at the time was to open a coffee shop, Mm -hmm. have a half pipe in the back, and we were going to have the comic shop and the toy shop in that space. I was going to run a skate shop that was adjacent to the half pipe. I'm upset right now. Yeah, me too. Um. And it bums me out that that never happened, but also it, knowing how little we knew mm-hmm. that neither of us knew how little we knew at the time. Yeah. I know now how little we knew because of how much experience I've had in this world. We would have been fucked. <laughs> we would have. It would have been terrible. We mm-hmm. honestly, the problem is we would have had to pull in investors we would have realized halfway through that we were way in over our heads mm-hmm. and that we were going to need someone to run the coffee shop who was like an investor who owned the coffee shop. We were going to need to get somebody in. You know, we were going to need a lawyer full time mm-hmm. to make sure that we don't get sued every 20 seconds for like neck injuries on our half pipe. Yep. You know, like there's a thousand things that we didn't consider. You were you what you should have done. You should have started a co-op. I mean, essentially. Dude, we tried that too, though. I mean, yeah. we had the store was run as a partnership for a really long time. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like sketch, you know that. The yeah, whole yeah, amalgamation. The, I mean, that's that's probably what we should have done. The thing like uh, like what took over our old space, uh, uh, the merchant, merchant company. company. Yeah. So merchant company is just essentially a flea market that a bunch of people own tables in. Yeah. They own merchant company itself owns a couple. And then they rent the rest of them to people who sell their goods there, like a like an indoor flea market. It's like a little indoor Etsy. Yeah, and and that's and that's how they do their thing. And we could have done the same thing, or or even like a like a hairdresser. Yeah. Where they rent the booths. Essentially, the coffee shop would be a booth that someone would pay us rent on the specifically to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, and. That Instead, might work. We had several carafes of coffee. That <laughs> I drank a lot of it. <laughs> you drank it all. <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, Coast City, for having <laughs> having coffee all the time." Free coffee <laughs> all the time. <laughs> You're really keeping the meth heads over at the fucking <laughs> toy store going. God, mistakes were made. No, they weren't. That was not a mistake. The only mistake we had was me running out of ink for that printer that made mugs. 
so that I couldn't continue the Coast City Mug Club anymore because I couldn't make the mugs. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Turns out I didn't know what I was doing at all. Again. I know. Well, Coast City was the victim, too, of, like, in the in the early days of starting something without thinking about where it was going. Yeah. Like a program or a decision or a sale, you know, something like that. And then... Early days? Dude, we do that all the time not now. Not like them, though. Not like them. That's true. Like, then it was, like, every other week. It was. It was fucking and it was, crazy. And someone come in and be like, oh, hey, I'm here to do this. And be like, oh, we don't do that anymore. We do this now. And it's just like... <laughs> Now we only deal in raccoon eyeballs. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what, 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 well, what do I do with this thing now? I don't know. Fuck off. You know, tear it up. Like, <laughs> tear it up. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I have people coming in with Coast City Club cards. Oh wow. And I'm like, dude, I haven't had that the ability to swipe those cards in ten years. Yeah. I mean, like, that is old, old, old. Though. Like, I discontinued that program a year after I took over from Gerald, I think. We had it for a little while. Man, maybe a couple years. Yeah, because then I think we had the punch cards for a little while. Punch cards were, were originally, then we did the plastic cards. Yeah. And, and then, then eventually, oh yeah, we had because we had the points. Yeah, we but we only had like 500 of the cards and we used them as gift cards as well. Right. And then they were like, okay, it's time to re-up. And it's like, it's $15 a month for this service. Mm-hmm. And uh, and getting these cards remade is going to be a one-time charge of like $1,000. And I went, no, no. I can just barely pay my diamond order. I'm not going to give you $1,000 for these fucking cards. I know. But then you did the smart thing where it was just like, okay, if you get your subscriber, then you just get this discount all yeah, the time. Just, so there you go. Just have it. Have fun. Yeah, which and is, then, uh, and which, I think that was the thing that people were actually happy about. Of course, you know, I mean, it's biting me in the ass now. <laughs> I mean, right. that discount is not helpful. Like Casablanca does, you know, they literally need to sell what uh, I did the math once. It's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> basically, I need to sell three comics for every one that they sell in order to make up for that discount. Cool. And it's like, oh wow. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. But, you know. That's ha- business, baby. Uh, shit happens. <laughs> um, but oh, we yeah. need those people, other people to come in and play full price. That's why we need them. <laughs> uh, well, that was the idea. The, yeah. the, the real thing that I had noticed, the reason I started doing that was because what I had noticed was that Portland was becoming a tourist town period Mm. like end of sentence it was like no longer a place where people lived after after living after working in uh, old orchard and seeing that like you get two months and then it's dead dead yeah it's dead then you get two months then it's dead again it was like oh that's crazy and then i come back here and it's like no 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 that's here too Mm -hmm. that's really what's happening like i'm i'm in the middle of my boom period and my boom period lasts four months Mm mm-hmm you know, four months out of the year to make a profit is terrifying. You know, like if until like Christmas. I don't Kinda. do I no, don't do don't well do at Christmas. You don't no. I Christmas doesn't do shit for me. The week of Christmas we do gangbusters. Like right. the week people before, do like stocking stuffers yep. and shit like that. Yeah. We do great with that, but that whole month nothing. And I think it's basically we lose enough business 
from people cutting their orders on comics because they need to pay for Christmas presents and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that we lose enough money there that it makes up for the, the amount of money we make that week of Christmas. Really. God damn so it. it's, so it really is. It's a tourist town kind of business that I'm getting. And, and I realized that in order to, that I should basically start rewarding the people who are here year round that are keeping me alive in the winter. Mm-hmm. So, by giving a 20% discount to subscribers yeah. who were here, it meant that the people from away were paying their bills. So like some rich dude from New York who comes in here and buys an omnibus is paying for this other person to get a discount. And that was like the idea was it was like an LL Bean kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, we got infinite returns. People from Florida aren't taking them up on those returns. Yeah. You know, they come up here, they buy something, they go back down. It's not like they're driving back from Florida to return their shoes. <laughs> what asshole so, would do that? Exactly. Someone so from Florida. But well, probably that. someone from Florida. <laughs> yeah. But we, but you know, it's it's a gift to the people of Maine for putting up with LL Bean being here. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to deal with the fact that now LL Bean is synonymous with Maine, and it's gross. Uh, you know what I wish you'd done? I remember you talked about this for a couple of years, but I always you were talking about becoming like a spirit of Halloween store. What do you mean? I remember, <laughs> Listen, I've said a lot of dumb shit, so, so you're going to have to remind me. I remember me. before, like a few months before Halloween, you were just like, I'm going to get a shit ton of costumes and I'm going to get Halloween shit. And like, we're going to go so hard for Halloween. Yeah. Like this place is going to be a Halloween destination. You know, like that. Yeah. Was, yeah. And I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, it, I'm assuming it's, so costly that it's stupid okay so here's the issue um like spirit halloween the reason they can do what they do mm-hmm. is because they have warehouses and they can take their own stock back and all that stuff and they can they can you know amortize their losses over each year and then bring stuff back and it's like it, it's profitable for them in that that manner okay whereas we would exp- we'd be like if i spent 5 grand Mm-hmm. At Trick or Treat Studios, which, god damn it, I was really close to doing. Um, the problem is that I, the best I could hope for would to be to make back twenty five hundred dollars of that in the season. Mm-hmm. The idea of selling out of everything that I bought it would be absurd. Okay. Um, and so it just it didn't make financial sense, but it would have looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's also like, if you want to talk about shit that people want to steal, Halloween shit is like, like top of the list for like easily theftable stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately it's a, it's a rough business to be in, but God damn it. I was real close. You know, what's even funnier What? uh, is that I almost did that this year again. Okay. And the only thing that stopped me was that Trick or Treat Studios fucked up my order and didn't like I sent them in my order Mm -hmm. and they never responded. So either my email got bounced, something happened, Mm -hmm. but I put in a several thousand dollar order with Trick or Treat this year to get like, you know, $75 masks with like displays and all this shit. Like we're getting all of the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space masks back in and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, somehow the order just didn't go through. Really weird. <laughs> Fate intervened. I think the world was like, dude, you're making a fucking terrible mistake. Here. Yeah. 
I know you think it'll look cool in the store, but there's enough shit in your store. <laughs> Which is true. I, you've had some of those masks in here before. They did look cool. Yeah. we. Get, I mean, I sold all of our killer clown masks to the uh, drummer for Mastodon. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> little humble brag there. He, uh, he put them in his clown room. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad he has a clown room. He has a clown room. Uh, it is all uh, it's all disgusting clown things. And uh, if you stay at his house, uh, you have to stay in the clown room. <laughs> like when people are like, "Oh, hey man, can I crash at your place?" Yeah, you can, but you have to stay in the clown room. <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, whole deal. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yep, that's the whole deal. Is just like nobody wants to stay in the clown room, mm-hmm. uh, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Oh, God damn. Yep. Dreams and visions. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's neat though, like set and daydream about like what you would do with a store and things like that. I used to do that all the time. Oh my god. Just I mean like, oh, you know it'd be cool if we did that over there? That'd be kinda cool. What, you know, and we like, and we did it. That's the thing is we, we used to uh, rearrange the store and do crazy shit constantly. Yeah. And I mean, when I did this thing over quarantine, when I rearranged the store and got it to where it is now. Yeah, you did a lot though. That was crazy. Yeah. And I still don't even know if it was a good idea. <laughs> I'm still like, I don't even know if I'm sold on it. Like, I took three full months of my life to yeah. do this. And I'm like, was this, I don't think this is using the space as well as it was before. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it's, it seems to be working out fine, though. It's not that it's not using the space as well. The, I mean, the issue is that I opened this gigantic space up that you're sitting in right now. Yeah. Like, this wasn't here before. This was just, like, a giant clusterfuck in the middle of the floor. Yeah. And my desk was over there in the corner, and it was really confusing, and I kind of hated it. Right. So, you know, we got rid of the bottleneck. Which Most is good. Time. I feel like opening it up, the, the entrance was bottlenecked, yeah. for sure. Then we had to bottleneck it a little bit with this table that we put here for David, because David's had to stop people at the door and say, mask, do this, up over your nose. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up every once in a while. Yeah, same same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just sl- uh, snoring while snoozing back and forth in a hammock with his little hound so- dog at his feet. <laughs> I wish it's so get him jasper <laughs> it's so tiring it is so tiring it's just like the number of people who come in lately that are like they didn't have a mask in their pocket yeah come on i know well i mean but also the mandate's been lifted doesn't i i mean you're gonna run into less more people not carrying a mask now because but that's the thing like you gotta have the foresight to be like just because outside there's no mask mandate anymore yeah private businesses dictate whether or not they want a mask or not which is obviously you know you've chosen yes i still want a mask yes so you need to be prepared for that yep i mean i'm still not fully vaccinated yet you're not no you got your shot two weeks ago no i got my shot one week ago oh yeah, but that's like your third. <laughs> it is at this point. It's like you're my, like bathing in COVID at this I've point. So, <laughs> I've had so much COVID. You at this almost point. are COVID. I, you're I'm, more COVID than man. I really am. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, like, I wonder how much that's messing with my brain. Oh God, don't start. Oh God. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think my brain's starting to go? What about take, you? Please take your tinfoil hat off. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was tough. This whole thing's been insane. Agreed. But I'm glad 
I'm Agreed. glad it looks. You know better. what? I, let me just take a moment and maybe we can close on this. Um, obviously, you tell me about all the horrors that you experience from people <laughs> coming in, and not to say that there aren't good customers, but no. as we've discussed in previous podcasts, what do you remember? The bad ones. Yep. Right. Um, in light of the recent uh, music store scandal, uh, oh god, straight yeah. out of Salem, uh, reading some of the things that they dealt with down there. <sighs> People, stop being fucking assholes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's, that I is think, a good takeaway. I think, for the most part, we as a society have forgotten to be polite. Yep. In retail settings. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have taken the, the customer's always right approach to use that as a way to just be mean yep. and cruel. And I think... Everyone just needs to like step up, and at this point, if you see someone being that way, I think people just need to start booing these people, because <laughs> I feel like that's what used to happen. Like people would be like, "That person's being outrageous," you know, like, <laughs> "Ma'am, you're too out," you know, like, <laughs> or "Sir, you're being very rude to that person," you know, that clerk. How dare you? I don't know if that's yeah. true, but maybe it is. But I don't know, man. Just read. I'll just say, it. you know, that's that shit out of Bull Moose that happened down in Salem. Yeah, like reading the reports from the people down there. Like the stuff that people would do. Yeah. Like that. And I know you've encountered some of it here. Oh, yeah. You know, I know that when we've had girls working in the store, they get treated yep. poorly. Yep. You that's know, true. and that's kind of I think that's one of the reasons I've always been kind of hesitant. Ugh. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Congress Street is no place for anybody. Yeah. And it's like you, you tell those people to get lost. You know, yeah. It's, you know, at least we backed <laughs> backed them up in this place to be like, <laughs> yeah. Are you banning that person? Yeah, they're banning them. Like we didn't like let it go. Like a week later, that was part of the stuff that pissed me off when I was reading those reports. I remember. But, I remember what. So, I, I can think of a couple of good examples of this. Uh, I remember somebody came in the door. He walked up to the counter. You were behind the counter. He said, "Hey, you got a hat that says." beep on it and it was a racial slur and you said you get the fuck out <laughs> yeah i did i remember that and he went what and you went you out <laughs> i remember there was a ton of people in line too yeah and they just looked at me and i said i don't deal with that shit get out <laughs> get out and he was like Ugh, and he just walked out because it turns out that's all you have to do to racists. It's t- it they does. come in, it's- they say something racist to you. You go, shut the fuck up, get out. <laughs> and they go, ugh. Because yep. they're so used to be- having power. Yeah. That when you just take it away immediately, they're just like, yeah. ugh. I, yes, remember, I, I remember. I was like, get out, you're gone, bye. I remember there was somebody, uh, one night we were playing the Ale House a million years ago. And we went down to Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee at like, 11 o'clock at night when there was still a Dunkin' Donuts on that corner down on 4th Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was me, Boo, and Doug, and there was this dude hassling the woman behind the counter, Mm -hmm. and Boo just, like, walked up and was like, ma'am, is this person bothering you? (laughs) And he just stood, like, you know, 10 feet over the person looking down on them, and the guy was like, uh... Would you like me to remove him? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is going to get bad. Boo, not a small guy. No, no. Not the kind of person you want to ask if he's going to remove you from somewhere. Right. 
because uh, he will remove you from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, he'll pull a Gerald Walker on you. And she said, <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, okay, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just stop being assholes. Everybody stop being an asshole. You know, you go into a store, just be nice. You know, if you don't like something there, don't buy it. You know, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why is that so fucking hard? Like, why do you got to yell and scream and belittle people and be a dick? Like, I don't get it. Well, or be a creep. I mean, it's because remember when I called that guy on that in yes. the store and he stopped. Well, uh, <laughs> he started crying. He but did, yeah, he but he stopped. was like, "It's because people treated me bad." Yeah. Remember, he had some sort of thing where he was like, "People were mean to me as a child." He did something yeah, yeah. that was insanity. Oh yeah, he went into like a full therapist diatribe. I was you. like. I don't fucking care. That is neither here nor there. Yeah. Those people aren't here. This person that you're treating like shit is here. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. We basically, we had this guy who would just come in uh, and I was told he spent money, which is the stupidest thing. I don't fucking care for someone to be rude. Yeah. But he would just come in and just be rude. He would belittle everyone who was working there, myself included. Um, And I put up with it for the most part because we were a fledgling business at the time and I was trying not to be an asshole back. I was yeah. trying. You know, I'd have a little comment here and there after a while where I was just like, God, this guy's pissing me off. Mm-hmm. But he would say a lot of sexually inappropriate things, you know, just be rude to other customers in there. And then I remember finally you told him off. Yeah. And it was uh, glorious. Yeah. It was absolutely glorious. I, Gerald was working with him at something, and I was like, don't don't let him come over here. He's not welcome on this side. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like it was a fucking sitcom and we'd taped yes. off the living room or yes. whatever. But I was like, no, I mean, I'm saying it nicely because I would blow the mic out if I said it the way that I was saying it in the store. Because yeah. I remember I was shouting at the top of my lungs when yeah. I said it to him. But I was like, I had just watched him like be shitty to a barista. Yeah. And I was like, like he like walked out after like just saying some terrible shit. And I was like, what the f- what the fuck is that? And then I saw him come into our store and I was like, don't let that piece of shit over here. Don't <laughs> he's if you want to sell him something you can, yeah. he's garbage. Mm-hmm. This is a garbage person. He treats people like shit. Do not let him over here. Yeah. And and Gerald was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know Gerald was like really freaked out by it, but well, Gerald was trying to make a dollar, you know, at the I point. mean, he was... All the... And he was like, fine, I'll deal with this horrible person. And I get it. I mean, yeah. being broke sucks, and like, thinking you can't pay rent sucks. We've been up against it so many times here, it's not... It's like, it's almost a Tuesday at this point. But you know what I've found uh, what? since then? What's that? When you toss people like that out, nothing happens. No, it doesn't. And what happens you is... You don't lose money. No, you actually gain money because people don't want to be around that. And that's what yeah. I think about this mask mandate is that I think that we're going to lose more people if we allow people to be in here without masks. The mm-hmm. people there are going to be more people who are less comfortable here. Yeah. Because there's because we dropped the mask mandate. It's weird though right now. Like I was in a Lowe's earlier today. Well, yeah, but that's a billion square feet. Right. But still, it was, you know, and, like, I've noticed in the past week, like, Hannaford has changed. Yeah. You know, like, the day, a couple days after the mask mandate was lifted, 
Maybe one person. Yeah. Without a mask. A week later now, half the store. Yeah. You know, and I think there is just some shock to the idea that now when you see someone without a mask that you can't be like, hey, <laughs> you know, but now it's just like, oh, you're right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, you, well, you might be vaccinated, I guess. You know, and like. You might be. <laughs> you might be. You have no way of telling. You know, like I was standing, I did a pickup order in a, a local restaurant today. Restaurants are balls out right now. They're oh. just like. Well, it was. It's, they dropped the mask. I can't think of a, a restaurant that didn't just go, masks, fuck these. Whoop. Well, they have a sign right in the front. that says, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And I was going to pull it out of my pocket. And I was just like, I know I am. Yeah. You know, and like, I know I'm fully vaccinated. I don't have to do this. Uh, you know, but then I, I had been in there before to get pickup. And it was just like, you have to wear a mask until you sit down. And then when you get your food, yeah. before your food even gets there, you just take off. The, and I was like, well, what's the fucking. There's no point. There's to no that. point. Like, I don't know. Restaurants were to me where I was just like, what is happening? No. Like, you're just whatever. No. But the staff had to wear them all the whole time. Like, there was a lot of confusion around that so it's not surprising that people get fired up there will be for a few months and it's going to be weird yeah. and and i think i think the deal is that we all just need to not be dicks not be dicks and just if you see someone wearing a mask let them go if you see someone not wearing a mask well then so be it yeah punch them in the face you know no, it, i well, mean let them go <laughs> you know just power bomb them <laughs> onto the pavement and then that'll be that i do fi- i'll say one one thing I do find it funny that my place of business, um, we did get Corona time off, like a special type of, you don't, it's not your sick days and it's not your paid time off. Ooh. So if you ended up getting Corona, you wouldn't lose all your sick time in PTO. Very nice. Interesting. Right? If you're recovering from a vaccine shot, you can take a couple of days and use your CTO. Oh, wow. It doesn't affect that. Very nice. Um, Fancy. You know, they've made the decision being like, they're not requiring people to get vaccinated because they don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Mm, I can see that. Um, but then they also said, if you get Corona now, you can't use your CTO. Right. Because it's basically like, yeah, you don't have to get vaccinated, but if you get sick, fuck you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, a, you know, because you could not. You could you could do this but thing. You've chosen to, stop to still it. leave yourself out there, so that's you know for whatever reason. You've does that work to do for? This. <laughs> does that work for everything? You can't use sick days if you get measles or chicken pox <laughs> or like anything else that like normal people get vaccinated. L- for. Luckily, it's not a, not that prevalent, so I don't think anyone gets upset about it. But sorry, if you get mumps, what are you gonna do? Sorry, rubella, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Use your PTO, baby. <laughs> you taking a rubella vacation? As far <laughs> you as tetanus boy, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm sure there's gonna be fights over it. You know, just yeah. being like, how dare you? But <laughs> I don't know. And how dare you? Listen, and that I've, is the question. You know, I've been vaccinated for a couple months now, and I haven't fucking sprouted six arms or anything like that. So which is too bad. Yeah, I know. I know. I was kind of joking about that. Dude, being like, you know, yeah, it would have been dope if I became Spider-Man from the COVID yeah. vaccine, but it didn't happen. Bummer. That is a bummer. Instead, yeah. I just don't get sick as often. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Big deal, baby. Big deal. I don't know. I'm going to say that's a good place to end on, and I'm going to go home and go to sleep because I am fucking dead. I know. I'm kind of hungry. Chad? Yeah. You should get yourself a disgusting Burger King meal. It's 9.34. <laughs> what am I going to eat? A disgusting Burger King meal. Get it. I don't know. Get that disgusting Burger King meal. 
Probably. I don't know how anything works. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>